Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for... And, and Another, Another Thing. Thing. Where we talk about current events. Pop culture. Things we love. Things we don't. All slathered in gobs of laughter. And all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for... And, and Another, Another Thing, Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly. The Podcast. Greetings, thingies. This is Darcy. Hi, thingies. This is Kelly. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Today's episode is called Missed It By, by that, that Much. <laughs> Missed what, you might say. We were talking to a friend, a very good friend of ours, Karen Brundage. Shout out to Karen Brundage. Shout out, um, And we were talking about show ideas. And we, one of the things that came up is about iconic roles that were recast or that an actor turned down and didn't do it and then went on to be the movie or, or right. show went on to be very successful. So we're going to talk a little bit about what would happen if the original actor was right. in it. Yeah. Or things you may or may not know that were recast. Exactly. I learned a lot researching this. Yeah, it was actually. fun. It was a fun one for sure. Yeah. The first one I had thought of was Back to the Future. Oh, right. With Eric yeah. Stoltz. You want to, yeah. Talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that one, I feel like that's a pretty common one. Because yeah. he actually filmed scenes. He did. So Mike, yeah. they had originally cast Michael J. Fox and then he had had scheduling problems. So they brought a, I don't think they ever filmed with him yet. So they brought well, an air. They did, and oh, they, I'll tell you why I know. I saw a documentary oh. on it. And actually, he, they weren't liking him in the part. He wasn't liking the, the part. Oh. He kept trying to play it a different way than the director's vision. Oh, interesting. Yeah. See, I thought, I you know, they always say, oh, scheduling sure. difficulties. But all these years later. Oh, so you go ahead. It's you, about, well, that was just, a, that was pretty much it, is that um, I had watched, I can't remember the name of the show, and I forgot to look it up, but it's basically about... <laughs> It's like a miracle how any movie ever gets made in this yeah, town because there sure. are so many Moving iconic parts. movies that had production shot down multiple times and you can't believe it ever came to the screen. This is one of them. And one of the reasons is because they hired Michael J. Fox originally, but Michael couldn't do it because he was doing the show. His family show. Ties. Is it Family Ties? Family That's, ties? That feels weird to me, but okay. Someone will correct us too. <laughs> oh, Alan yeah. Thick was it? No. Michael what J. Fox heck? was on, it was with Alan Thicke, Meredith Baxter Burney. Not Alan Thicke. You're thinking of... Oh, right. It was the guy, yes. the father with the beard. Yeah. Okay. Like, and Mallory yes. was the... Uh, yes. Justine Bateman. I'm thinking of the Kirk Cameron. Yes. Okay. Right. But I think it is maybe Family Ties. But anyway, we all know what show it is. Just, we're going to move Where on Where he played that. Alex P. Keaton, the conservative Keaton. son yeah. of the and hippie he was parents. so busy doing that that he couldn't commit to the movie. And then when they started filming with Eric Stoltz... It wasn't working out. Eric Stoltz was pulling the what's the motivation here kind of thing. You right. Know? And he was just coming off a of mask, right? Cause, I think so. Yeah, yeah. And he was, you know, he, everybody thought he was the, you know, the shit during the oh, yeah. We don't have our bell. Oh, goodness. Here it is. I mean, he, everybody <laughs> thought he was just like the it kid, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what this documentary said. And he ended uh, up dropping out. And at that particular time, they're like, well, let's just try our luck and, and, Michael's able to do it. He was filming the television show and the first movie at the same time. I remember hearing yeah. that. Like he would leave, like mm -hmm. they do night shoots so he could do day shoots. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I was like, poor kid, you know, but he, you know, had tried for so long. That's another story about how he was pretty much 
broken down to his, he, he was one yeah. of those like in the phone booth answering his agent's calls yeah with like twelve dollars in his yeah. pocket yeah and, and so, i did i did remember from those days because i had quite the little crush on him that his <laughs> real middle name is andrew so it's right. michael a fox but they changed it to jay because he didn't like the way it was like oh michael a fox so yeah <laughs> But, okay, uh, so that was the first one. What else do you got? So I, I don't know. I, I was a fan of it and the books, which I know is not uh, really popular, but Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. <laughs> um, so originally it was Charlie Hunnam, Hunnam from Sons of Anarchy. Hunnam? Hunnam. Hunnam. Yes, I believe. Hunnam, Hunnam, Hunnam. He, again, scheduling conflict. Mm-hmm. I think that he and Dakota Johnson were not getting along or they had no chemistry. Mm-hmm. So instead they replaced him with another dreamboat, Jamie Dornan. Right. I mean, I think either of them would have been great, but Mm -hmm. Jamie Dornan in this one just, I mean, again, I'm a sucker for it. I know they're (laughs) terrible, but I loved the books. I loved the the movies and uh, so yeah he was just in that oscar nominated film last year he was year. the irish one I can't think of what the name of it was he's a good actor he's a and he sings he was in another film with chris kirsten wig and another girl yeah yeah yeah. i can't remember the name of that either oh my god we are so terrible um, and we're not drinking by <laughs> the way not even drinking. um what was the i want to say it's dublin but it's not the, it was the name of the town that was divided during the the and it was, was my, it not dublin Oh, well, somebody tell us. Yeah. We won't and, sit um, here and make you suffer. As, yeah. As and about things. everything's right in my head. Yeah. It's always right on the, the, the director the and everything. It was great. I love yeah. that movie. He's a very talented guy. And I hope that he gets more parts like that. So that I hope he stuck, gets more parts you know? like Fifty Shades of Grey where he's not wearing clothes. But <laughs> that's just me. I could look at him. Fair enough. Naked I feel like time. that about Jason Momoa and his little yes. Hawaiian thong he's running around in right now. I but know. Anyway. So yeah, it would have been very different, I think, with Charlie yeah. Hunnam. 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 H u n a m. And I wrote it on my notes. H u m m a n. So Hunnam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong too. But. No, I'm sure you're not. Because um, <laughs> I remember so many things correctly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was an interesting one. So this one was a surprise to me. The Notebook. Oh. Originally had. Ready for this? George Clooney and Paul Newman attached. Wow. To play the part that Ryan Gosling and James Garner ended up playing. And here's what happened. Wow. They met over it and they got along right away. And they were I could like, imagine yes, we want to work together. And, I could imagine Clooney and Paul Newman being right? like besties. Yeah. But Clooney went. And watched a bunch of Paul Newman's, you know, iconic roles and started thinking, this is one of the most handsome men in the world. I don't look anything like him. And so the next he time got, they met, he, he got himself out. Intimidated. And said, this, this just is ridiculous. This isn't going to work. They just wanted to work together. Yeah, holy crap. And so, yeah, there you go. So They, ended they never up not did working, end up working together, it. right? Did Paul Newman so. die before he... Because I, I would be all over if they so i just thought how interesting clooney freaked himself out beautiful george clooney was intimidated by beautiful paul newman (laughs) so then they just trashed both of them and i guess recast it from scratch yeah wow even even clooney gets even clooney intimidated now this one i could i mean arguably this would change the course of history mr and mrs smith which, of course, oh, is right. where Brangelina got together. Exactly. Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. It was originally cast with, 
Johnny Depp and Nicole Kidman. Why? I know. Could you imagine? I could wow. see her kind of. Well, I guess I could. I actually never saw the film, so. I'm yeah. Because um, I was team Jen. <laughs> right. I was like, I'm not watching that movie. Right. You know, I'm not watching adultery unfold yeah. in front of my eyes. That whore. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, that whore. Well, um, him too. I blame him. I'm fully. Oh, absolutely. I'm all, it's not all the woman's fault. Oh, no. You know? I, I completely agree with choices. you. I, but anyway. I, I, I'm just. Um, I know. But although now that I'm thinking about it, Nicole Kidman is such an ice Ice Queen, but I guess it would have worked. Hmm. But yeah, it would have changed the course of history had they not made wow, that movie together. That's so interesting. My next one, I have several examples from this particular movie Titanic. Ooh. So originally there was a strong interest in the role of Rose being played by Claire Danes. I could totally see that. They, like, they formally approached her and everything. Her and Leo had the same manager at the time. And they had just done Romeo and Juliet in Mexico City, Mm -hmm. where they were going to be filming Titanic as well. And she said she wasn't ready for it. She just didn't have it in her. To do another film in Mexico? Or just just any? She just kind of felt like, I guess... Maybe she didn't want to be Mexico City again. Yeah. Maybe she was like, I just worked with Leo. Right. You know, whatever. She said she wasn't ready for it. And then she said she went to the premiere of Man in the Iron Mask, which was shortly after Titanic, after it kicked his star into the stratosphere, Mm -hmm. right? She said when he entered the room, everyone, like, rushed to him, like, and I'm using this word she uses, but I'm imagining cockroaches. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she said it was kind of scary, and she thought that maybe she sensed that that might happen and she didn't want it. Interesting. And she said, I've never been conflicted about that decision. Wow. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. I mean, I, I think she definitely would have brought a different. Yeah. I really like Claire Danes a lot. Mm-hmm. I think she's brilliant, but she doesn't have that sweetness. I feel yeah. like Kate Winslet has that kind of sweetness. Yeah. I can't describe it, but that's interesting. That's really yeah. interesting. So I thought that was fascinating. So you know the debate about if Leo could have fit on the door? You know, that whole big thing. Like There was totally room for him on the door, Mm -hmm. which I believe. What was I watching? I feel like it might have been the... Oh, it was the the Today Show. And they were talking Mm -hmm. about it. And somebody said... They did said something about it on Good Morning America, too. About how it was supposed... It may have been a figment of her imagination that he was never there. That that's oh. what they think it was, is that she was hallucinating that he oh. was there with her. What I heard was very recently, because, you know, I type for ABC and I sometimes type Good Morning America, that James Cameron got so tired of people saying they both could have fit that he literally hired a bunch of scientists and experts to do a study and figure out would that the door have held them sunk, both. Right? And they came to the conclusion that... Only one of them could have fit on the door. Because it would have, dispa- it would have yeah. displaced so much water. Well, I was thinking how was... getting both of them on it would have been the, the catch. You Somebody's I mean? going to fall Somebody's off gonna... and fall off. Yeah. So <laughs> definitively, no, there was not room on the door. For, okay. For Good for James Cameron other. for yeah. proving that. Yeah. Okay. So well, you have more on the Titanic, right? Or is that... Oh, yeah. I can. Do you want me to go ahead and do yeah, that? Yeah, do all the okay. Titanic ones and then... All right, so this one kind of blew my mind. So the unsinkable Molly Brown, who has, you know, a smaller Debbie part... Red- oh, yeah. Uh, played by Kathy Bates mm-hmm. in Titanic, was originally... The original casting was 
Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? <laughs> Reba McIntyre. Holy crap. And here's what happened. She was on tour at the time and had carved out the three months that they were going to be shooting and then going back on tour afterwards. The production got behind schedule. A James Cameron film got behind right? schedule. Amazing, I'm isn't shocked. it? <laughs> but that would have meant canceling a bunch of shows, rescheduling a bunch of shows. And she's like, I have dozens of people working for me, depending on yeah, me and these shows to go. And she's like, and I guess on that show, What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, he asked her, did the success of the movie kill you a little bit? And she's like, sure, absolutely. But you got to take care of your people. Got to take care of your people. That's a good <laughs> I Reba. I was like, all right, Reba. She's pretty cool. She and is. that's the thing, though. For her to make that decision, I just watched a special. Well, not just watched. This was several months ago in early December before Christmas. It was a little documentary on Reba and how she got started and all that stuff. And the thing is, when she first got discovered, they said, come to Nashville and do whatever. And she was scared to do it. And she kept hemming and hawing about it. And her mother's like, well, you really should try. Because then you'll never know what if, right. you know? And so that moment, she was like, all right, I will. And at that moment, she was like, I am going to make this work come hell or high water. So she has always been from minute one, exceedingly ambitious. What can I do now? What's next now? What's next? What can I do? How can I do this? What can I do? Right. So she is like, for her to turn something like that down, yeah. which would have been her big screen debut. Well, not really, because she did Tremors. <laughs> But something that large, right. you know what I mean? It, it tells me that she's also got integrity. She's super ambitious, but well, she still has And integrity. not only her tour people that she would have to, you know, not mm -hmm. employ, but I mean, how many fans the that fans. she would be disappointing? Right. But, you know, that's interesting that I could see that role. And when I said Debbie Reynolds, because she played it right. in the movie, The Unsinkable Molly Brown. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing that there's this role that both of them were perfect? Right. I thought Kathy Bates was perfect, but I could totally see Reba yeah. McIntyre in that I part. I could too. And what, with that accent, which is not not put on she really talks like yeah, that she you know, does is that it, it would be perfect for that role because that would definitely be an irritant to the rich people you know absolutely her accent, that thick absolutely and so yeah that oh, that's kind of very fun to cool see that, you know but anyway uh, go ahead and take one because okay I, can't, I buried my other so this one was wow Clint Eastwood as Dirty Harry you know the yeah. go ahead punk make right. my day <laughs> originally that part was cast Frank Sinatra what could you imagine that and Not Frank Sinatra was he was 10 years older than Clint Eastwood at the time and Harry McCollin I think is the character's name was supposed to be like in his 40s and Frank was like almost in his 60s but Clint Eastwood was in his 50s so the age thing wouldn't have been so the Sinatra had to drop out because he had a, a wrist injury and he couldn't huh. do the stunts couldn't hold a gun right he couldn't hold a gun <laughs> But wow. I, I was just thinking about that when I was when I was researching it, and I I, I just can't imagine how different it would be like. Really, you know, because it's so iconic. With go ahead, punk, make right. my day. Do I have one bullet or two bullets? Squint, his right? Little Could you imagine like face? go ahead, punk, <laughs> right. make, my, make day. my day? Do I got one bullet or two? <laughs> um, so and weird. he's not the greatest actor. Like God bless right. him. They really tried to package him as, you know, the, the, the mm. triple threat or whatever, but he just was not. God bless yeah. him. He was not a great actor. So, <laughs> I mean, not that Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is good 
at what mm-hmm. Clint Eastwood does. He's yes. great at that. Yes. I don't know that I would want to see Clint Eastwood do Shakespeare. But yeah, I thought that was a pretty amazing one. Wow. <laughs> I didn't have another Titanic one. I think I found like five of them and chose the two that made, were most interesting to me. So the next one I have is the movie Rocket Man uh, about Elton John. That was I loved that movie. A few years ago. It was really good. It was fantastic. It was way better than... We will, was it We Will Rock You, the Queen movie, or Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rhapsody which up. I liked also, but I yeah. liked it, but in comparison, there was, Oh, I, I thought Rocket understand. Man was terrific. So, so anyway, apparently Elton himself considered Justin Timberlake to play him. Oh. Instead of, I didn't write his name down, something Egerton. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was though. wonderful. He was great. And I guess... David Furnish suggested it to him after Timberlake was in Elton John's video for this train don't stop there anymore, uh-huh. where he dressed up like him. Right. Something I didn't know in reading this is that he wore a nose prosthetic in that to look more like Elton in that video. Huh. But they never formally approached him because there never seemed to be the right time for whatever reason. So that's why that never happened. I actually wondered that with the movie. I was like... I wonder if Justin Timberlake auditioned for this role because we already know what he looked like as young Elton and it right. was perfect. So, And I wonder how he feels like. It's like, you never even asked me, yeah. guys. Right? Yeah, they never Why asked Why don't you him. tell me if it was the right time or the right. wrong time? <laughs> um, Let but me that, make that uh, decision. But I don't know how... I mean, it's terrible. We don't really... We don't know his name or more about him. Mm. But, you know, on the other hand, this could have been a huge breakthrough for the the other... Ed, what'd you say? And Ed? I believe it was something... I think Egerton is his last name? Yeah. Forgive no, us for sorry. not knowing that. Something I but I thought down. he was brilliant in yeah, it. So good for him. Really I think great. I think Justin Timberlake's going to be okay about that. Yeah, he's not hurting. <laughs> um, okay, so this one, not only did they, ch- they recast, they changed the, s- the gender of the lead. Oh, fun. Um, the Matrix. Neo was originally a woman, and it was going to oh, be Sandra yeah. Bullock. What? <laughs> Could you imagine that? Cuss. 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 <laughs> Only because, okay, I've seen The Matrix, and I could not tell you what the hell any of it's about, so right. I didn't even see the others. And not that I don't love me, but Keanu. But, because he was Neo, right? Yep. Yes. But, the, okay, that pisses me off, that they they took a role away from a woman yeah. and gave it to a man. That is that is despicable, unless, ho- despicable Hollywood. Unless bullshit. it was, you know, gender neutral, which I don't, uh, this was like 30 years ago. It was. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, no, a little less than 30 years ago. I re- I know it was the... I know it's the... Everybody, it was their first DVD they got. I know that. Mm. Like, everybody. Oh, so, um, Mine was Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe it was... I don't feel like 30 years ago they would have written a, a gender-neutral mm. character, but I thought that yeah. was re- really interesting. That is fascinating. I don't know that Sandy, as her friends call her, because, of course, we're friends, we're besties. I don't know that I would have... Well, in fact, Sandy, you're listening. You're, uh, yeah. So why don't you call Come in? on our show. <laughs> you could just text me. Right. Although I do think, I think she's an incredibly underrated actor. I do too. Even though she's got her Oscar, but she's got her Oscar for the wrong part. A That's lot of people do. It, but oh, I yeah. think a lot of people do. Well, I think she thought so too, because in her speech she said, I don't know if I really deserve this or if I just wore y'all down. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, she, she's not stupid. She knows what's going on. Yeah. But that's so interesting. Yeah, I thought so too. So actually, I did find my other Titanic thing, but it, it matches with something else. So Kate plays Rose in Titanic, yep. but it was down to her and Gwyneth Paltrow. 
Wow. A big fat no from me. I'm not yeah, a fan. I don't know how I feel but about then, that. then Kate turned down the role of Viola in Shakespeare in Love, in which Gwyneth won the Oscar for. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I, see, I can't see them as interchangeable. I really can't. I think I can see Kate doing the Shakespeare in Love, but I can't see yeah, Gwen I can too. doing... But I do have to say, fan or not, I thought Gwyneth Paltrow was fantastic in Shakespeare in Love. And I love I that movie. I thought she was okay. I did not like the movie. I didn't think her Aww. acting was anything really special. You know, I didn't understand why Jane, Dame Judy got Judith Dench. She was on screen for all of six, like, six yeah, seconds. Something crazy like that. and gets, Didn't she win the Oscar I think for that? So, yeah. like, That's silly. Sorry. So anyway, I just thought that was really interesting that, you know, that, and you know, as actresses ourselves, you know, uh, you read stories about how, you know, Hollywood typecasts, you are a certain type. And Absolutely. That's what you go out for. And so a lot of people become friends Actors become friends over the years because they're in the same audition rooms with each other. All At the time. one point, I was seeing the same women. Mm-hmm. Probably, I mean, back in the day when I was auditioning a lot, I would mm-hmm. see probably the same women th- two or three times a month. Yeah, that's crazy. And yeah. I would uh, help a friend of ours with castings. She's the big cheese at the La Jolla Playhouse. And I would help her with castings and there'd be people who'd come in and go, oh, I thought I'd see you here today. You know, exactly. it's like, and they're just used to be in the same rooms yeah. with each other all the time. So, and people, that's how it should be. You should be supportive of your fellow Absolutely. actors. Absolutely. Go ahead. Okay. So this is one of my favorite films of all times. This is one of those that if it's on, I'm going to watch it. Okay. Okay. Which is Pretty Women. Okay. So, originally the role of Edward, the Richard Gere part, was turned down by both Burt Reynolds and Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Could you imagine either of those in this? Now, I know the script was originally a lot darker. Um, okay. It was supposed to be, like, much darker until, what's her name was cast? (laughs) I can't think of it. I'm not even drinking. (laughs) Julia. Julia Roberts. Roberts. (laughs) So, you know, Julia Roberts uh, ultimately played... Vivian, but that part that was turned down by Karen Allen, Karen Allen oh, from the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, yeah, and Scrooged. Yeah, Meg yeah, Ryan. All of the Meg all of Ryan. the women who were like you know so big in those days. Michelle Pfeiffer, which that's the only one I did know before I looked it up. I, I did know that Michelle know that. Pfeiffer had turned it down, and this is the one that killed me, Molly Ringwald. I think I read that somewhere. I couldn't really? imagine that part being played by Molly Ringwald. So if you, if you, you go like a... Cannot. 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 If you go on one end of the spectrum, like Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, yeah. with her watery, cryy eyes, yeah. and then Molly Ringwald, and I feel like Julia Roberts is a good in-between. Yeah, I would say that too, because I feel like Molly probably would have brought way too much innocence to it. Right, and much younger, so much yeah. younger than... Well, who knows? like, well, you're a prostitute. You can't be innocent. Like, so you know let's I mean? say if... You have, what What if it would have been like Al Pacino and Molly Ringwald? That is not a movie I want to watch. What that movie would be like. Al Pacino is a disgusting businessman <laughs> who's picking up Molly Ringwald. They, it certainly would not leave a lot of room for her to fall in love with him. No, and that's know? part of the thing. Well, in the original, he doesn't come back for her, and I think she ends up killing herself. That's oh, how God. the original screenplay is oh, geez. or she gets killed or something i know that vivian dies wow, in the original screenplay which i don't think that would be a movie i'd watch again all the time that's one of the reasons no, i love it yeah. is because he comes to her in the limo and picks her up on hollywood yeah. boulevard anyway and can i just say no i think i've said this 
I think I've said this on this show before that in that film, to me, Richard Gere looks like he smells. Oh yeah, so we have talked good. about that. Yeah, I'm just like, he's yeah, just like I can just. Yeah, I'm getting that right off the He's screen. He's so damn sexy know? in that, yeah. and his wardrobe is sexy and yeah. everything. Our producer is all up in my grill today. Okay. <laughs> but again, that still is yeah. one of my favorite. I could imagine mm -hmm. Al Pacino and... and um, well, and speaking... I'm, I'm, I don't have any more, so you take oh, it I away. Oh, I have several more. Fantastic. Sorry. No. But I've, speaking of Al Pacino, this is another mind-blowing one to me. Was offered the role... And passed on Han Solo in Star Wars. No. Right? Right? And here's why he turned it down. He thought it was too out there. I didn't understand the script. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which I guess at the time, like, Star Wars is just part of our lives. You know what I mean? It, it's like, it's always there. But I guess I imagine for the time, the first time reading a script like that, you might be like, what the heck's going on here? Right, but right. I was just like, really? And when Al was young, he was very attractive, actually. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, the yeah, Godfather yeah. and stuff. But also considered for the role, Jack Nicholson, Chevy Chase, and Bill Murray. So obviously they wanted the snark. They were like, right. we need some snark right. here. And uh, so I don't know if the, they were all offered the role f formally, but they were all considered for the role. And... I'm just like, I cannot imagine I Al would, Pacino as I couldn't Solo. either. I couldn't Especially either. Especially as he's aged. <laughs> he looks like a homeless guy now, you know? Wow. Like, I couldn't see him doing these late movies, coming back and being somebody you cheer for. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I did have... Um, <sighs> that made me think of the with okay. Indiana Jones from Harrison Ford. Tom Selleck was originally cast as Indiana Jones. What? Yes. I, never I don't know why that. I didn't write that down. I, that was one wow. of the first one. That was actually the example that Karen gave to me when she was. Oh my goodness. To... Jolene is very insistent on being part of the show today. <laughs> so you said Karen was insistent on that. She gave you that example. Karen, yeah, our, Karen, yeah. our friend who, who, who gave us the idea yeah. for the show. She, that was the one she's like, you know, like Tom Selleck being wow. cast as Indiana Jones, but because he was so, he was so, so popular then yeah, from Magnum yeah, yeah. PI. I could see that. I think I could too. Yeah. I could too. But a Magnum PI wouldn't the producer wouldn't let him do both. But I mean, could you? Could you? I couldn't picture anybody but but Harrison well, Ford. No. He's pro he's probably my all time favorite actor like ever. Yeah. And so he's you know, he's pretty hot doing those movies too. He's Ooh. still pretty hot. Oh, he's aging gracefully. He really is. Know? He really is. Let's see what else I have. Oh, guess who passed on Forrest Gump? Oh, I think I know this one, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Travolta. <laughs> and then came and did Pulp Fiction the same year, and he and Tom Hanks were both nominated for Best That's Actors. That's fantastic. That yeah. Could you imagine, though? Hey. <laughs> hey, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> Life is like a box of chocolates, you know. You never know. Stupid is as stupid does. I could run in these shoes all day. Look at me running these shoes, eh? That's so weird. I can't think of him in the 
His he doesn't have the same slightness of build that Tom no. Hanks at the time. He's got and, swagger, you know. And, yeah, and that's Tom the thing Hanks too. in some things he can put on can the put swagger. Yeah, but he is. He, but like Travolta can't ever get rid of the swagger. No, really. No, you know, that's no matter what he does, he and, has the swagger. And God bless him for it. I ain't mad at it. Me either. Absolutely. That, man, completely different movie that would be. I have a couple Whoa. others. <laughs> She's gonna go on and on with the John no, Travolta I'm stop play right for his go. Speaking of Miss Sandra Bullock. This is an interesting, this is another, it's a miracle any movie ever gets made in this town story because Million Dollar Baby, she originally was attached to it and said, we tried and tried and tried and we couldn't get it made. We couldn't get it made. We tried wow. and tried. And then by the time it finally did get off the ground, the funding or whatever came through, she was filming Miss Congeniality too. And so Hilary Swank got it. Wow. But then she says, when things like that happen, that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I feel like that's true. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. I wonder how she felt about that. I know. Hillary Swank was fantastic in that. Yes. And she was, well, that's what she said. Like they were asking, what did you think about that? And she's like, well, when that happens, it's supposed to be that way. Yeah. Which is the best attitude to have and the attitude you should go into the audition room with, you know? Well, and that's why people want to work with you. Yeah. You know, you do hear about actors who are just dicks to totally. still work. But I mean, I was always told, you know, you want to be the actor that people want on the set. Absolutely. Yeah. My last one. I saved it for last because this is my freaking favorite thing ever. So our beloved This Is Us that we love so much. Yes. Jack Pearson played by Mila Ventimiglia. Shit. I'm an Italian girl and I can't freaking say his Hottie name. Hottie on Vin a platter. Ventimiglia. Yes. We, we love him. The role was offered or he was in the running to Oliver Hudson. Kate's brother. Kate's brother. And his initial audition went really, really well. His agent called and said, yeah, they want to test you. They want you to do a test with Mandy Moore, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, um, I'm about to leave for a 10-day fishing trip. <gasps> and the agent goes, yeah, so? And he's like, and I'm going on my fishing trip. Because <laughs> apparently fishing is this man's life. He Holy lives for crap. fishing. And I'm like, well, I guess when you're a Nepo baby, <laughs> you can make that choice and know you're still going to work in Hollywood. But I was just like, he turned down probably what would have been the role of his lifetime because he, for a long time for me, was one of those actors. I'm like, oh, I recognize exactly, this guy. Exactly. You're like, oh, yeah. that's Kate Hudson's brother, right? right? That's Kate. Yeah. And currently he's in the cleaner, the cleaning lady, the cleaning lady. Yeah. Or... It's debatable no. if he's coming back to the next season. Oh. But uh, I, that, at that point, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Oliver Hudson. And so when I read this, I was like, that probably would have been the breakout. job of his career. I mean, because look at, aside from Mandy Moore, everybody else, mm -hmm. complete breakout. Yeah. Complete it's not that he hasn't worked, but he's he's one of those guys that's right. just kind of come in and out and right. blah, blah, blah. And then I think maybe he likes it that way, you know? But he doesn't have to worry about money because well, he's, you know. You know what the thing is? I can't, some, and part of me gives him credit for it. Yeah. And look at us getting to look at Vigo every week. I'm mm -hmm. not mad at that. I mean, me, yeah. Me Milo. Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> Milo. Like, get us. I mean, I just, I thought he was yeah. so good as Jack Pearson. He was fantastic. I mean, literally. That show will probably go down as one of my all-time favorite television yes, shows ever. I agree. And I think one of the best ever, too. Because yeah. I felt like it was really realistic. And, and the writing. Yeah. Just, and just the way it was clever and time traveled and everything. Mm-hmm. 
Such a good show. Yeah, the back. So, the um, do you guys have any of these, or, or what are your comments? What which combination would you've liked to have seen? Yeah. I kind of tell us what you think of Al Pacino as Han Solo, <laughs> or Edward in, in Pretty Woman. Yeah, or Edward in Pretty Woman, or John Travolta as Forrest Gump. I'm just, I just really can't. I know. Wrap my head around that. I at know. All. These are. At thank all. you, Karen, for this suggestion. Yes, we had a lot of fun uh, researching it. This and if you guys have a suggestion for a show topic, bring them on. We're always trying to. Every, every week, we're like, "What are we talking about this week?" And if the, if it's a low news week, then we're screwed. <laughs> so, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So. So anyway, this was a short little show. Enjoy that. Yeah, and it was we will fun. see you next week and interact with us. Yes. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay sane. And healthy and hopeful. You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening at. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks, Thanks for, for your, your support. support.